Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crystal Core Radio. My name is Brian, and joining me is Chris, as we are going to break down the latest live letter summary for Final Fantasy XIV. This is the first details we get into patch 6.2, and we're going to be using the live translation uh, that is provided by the Reddit community. Links to that will also be in the description if you guys haven't been following over the subreddit. Uh, amazing community puts together the live letter to kind of help give additional context to what Yoshi P is saying. But the nice thing is, is that having covered this game for as long as we have uh the bullet points that are uh shared in the uh, the slides are you know in english uh, subtitles plus we can also provide a lot of context to what was announced but we have some massive news we have some massive announcements and uh it, and if you guys are watching these highlights as over and work to game like and subscribe we're going to break it down for you guys so you can hopefully find the bits and pieces that you want obviously we finally got to look into what island sanctuary is going to be we got to look at two different kinds of end game dungeon kind of content and so much more uh chris do we want to just go from top to bottom or do we want to like have a just a uh to focus on our our biggest uh biggest uh, updates i mean I, I i think going into the live letter i was most excited to find out what criterion was mm -hmm. um i was expecting island sanctuary to be 0.25 i was going to set my expectations at like a little bit better than dome and enclave that way i felt like i was likely going to be happy with it um post live letter just as kind of a, a tidbit i think that island sanctuary was probably the big winner um as far as the amount of information we got um but i am stoked across the board the first half of the live letter was you know it, it's the even patch it felt like very in-game focused um mm -hmm. there was some casual stuff in there but like that second half with island sanctuary said like oh we got we got stuff for everybody so it feels like point one where it was like oh this is really casual we got alliance raid and all that Oh wait, and there's an ultimate. So mm -hmm. like it, it, it feels like there is something for everybody. Um, so I think just to get the early question out of the way, this is late August, and I would just start at the top, unless you want to kind of talk about how you're feeling before and after initial feelings, and let's get going. I want to I want to talk about initial feelings because I felt okay. like uh, this legitimately brought in a, a a bomb, a wave of just excitement over the content that's coming. Because for the longest time, you and I've been on this like rodeo for a long time covering these live letters. The question, especially in terms of dungeon content, uh, savage content or raids, like I'm glad that those exist. I'm glad that those exist, but it's not something that I ever felt like that's the reason I want to go and, and play this game. I like the dungeons and the dungeons never really felt that challenging. And I was like, is there, can we get some kind of happy medium? And that's what variant dungeons and now criterion dungeons seem to fill. Now, will they in the long run? I honestly hope so. I feel like this is essentially kind of, the thing that I've been looking forward to as especially a 1.0 player going into 2.0, seeing dungeon content slowly step its way down to where we now get a dungeon for the MSQ. So in that regards, it's like, well, yeah, it's nice that we get the one dungeon. It's beautiful. Okay, that's great. And then you kind of get to a point where you speed run it and that's that's the content. Now variants got pathways, right? With scalable party sizes. Okay, cool. Like I'm that sounds interesting in and of itself. I can't wait to experience it. That means that variability in the dungeon has me excited. Because like dungeons also in a moment feel like they're just like, go to point A, go to point B. All right, thank you. Here's your reward and we'll see you next time. Then, then in 6.25, so timing wise, uh, variant dungeons launching in 6.2, the additional criterion dungeons building off that variancy in it to a degree ends up stepping up the difficulty designed for four people content, the normal version, uh, which essentially chat was talking about as an extreme difficulty 
having limited raises. So you're not you're not role restricted, not job restricted. You can bring bring your black mage now because you do have uh, like raises. I think all right, right, right. I, I think all of a sudden like the yeah. uh, the monster hunter, right? The monster hunter, you get so many revives or whatever. How that? Who knows how that's going to ultimately work? Yet we'll find out in part two. But then the savage version, yeah, savage dungeons, guys, having no, you do not raise. And so now all of a sudden you're looking at DR. You're looking at some of these things that I thought were the pinnacle. That was some of the most fun content that I was doing in, in Shadowbringers coming into this kind of piece of content and exploring the world under in the history of Uldah with Silda and those uh, and those ruins. Awesome. This is this is exactly what I have been wanting but was too afraid to express publicly because then i don't want to be coming off as just someone who's complaining like oh i really wish that we could go into you know like like all right like it you know i'll let them surprise me and that's what they did they completely surprised me with this live letter and has me personally very excited that, that's where so heat map wise i was kind of like well like what's going to keep me playing after omni 90 what's going to keep me like really invested in trying to find the best in slot gear and because that's something that's never really appealed to me i've never felt the need to because i'm not a savage raider i never felt like doing that but now having a little bit more smaller party size this this speaks to me more as a player so how do you feel pre and post i mean i i'm used to the point one feeling relatively small in my opinion because you're kind of meant to finish up all the point oh stuff you haven't you still haven't done um but i think the point two looks massive mm -hmm. it's massive um the fact that we got a narrative new iteration on dungeons and we got a difficult a mechanics new iteration on dungeons and that those are separated um what this really feels like is everything is optional um if you don't want to do it don't do it the fact that savage being is delayed by a week says like like just the number of things that are saying like just just play only the things you want to play um the one exception being that the new relic is locked behind hildebrand but everything else was about removing requirements removing requirements removing requirements mm -hmm. um and i i like a lot of that it, there are aspects of it that feel clumsy like the new island sanctuary is going to have a lot of its own currencies and stuff and i think this game struggles from like what happens if you keep that pattern up is after nine years, you have 67 different tabs with 80 million different currencies. And you've got like, look at our system settings thing. It's like, it just gets, <laughs> it gets confusing and muddled. Yeah. But the advantage is there's no prep. There's no requirement. If you, if you decide to step out of that content, then your involvement in that content is done and complete. Um, and so the advantage there is that this once again, feels like a patch about, Play the amount of 14 you want to play. We're going to give you enough content that if you want to play nonstop till point three, you won't have done everything. Um, but if you only like some of it, come do only that thing and then peace out. And I, I really, I really like that. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into it. First and foremost, uh, they did some announcements in terms of like to kind of kick off the live letter. So in the immediate term, for those of you who are just curious, uh, the data center travel coming with uh, Tuesday's uh, patch 6.18. That's also where they're adding in the new worlds for Europe and, ja and Japan. Uh, we've covered this into and in, to some degree of the different news bits. Uh, and so they're replacing men of server data center for JP, not new worlds. Right. Same number. Of worlds. But they're they're shifting worlds. But Europe is getting uh, they're they're <laughs> getting some needed worlds there, which is going to be a real nice uh, real nice touch. So happy to see that happening. There's going to be a part another part of that for North America. Uh, I think in August. So just note that that's still going to be evolving and going from there. But we get that also marks the 
end of the crystalline conflict season yeah which is not the end of the series the series will switch over with point two absolutely we have the name of uh, patch 6.2 and they release timing late august looking to be sometime probably around the 23rd to the 30th chris you originally predicted the 9th do you Much have earlier. a new production do you what well, do you have a new prediction are you thinking 16th uh 23rd or, or or 30th now i think 23rd is about right so before i was basing it on counting weeks because after the roadmap we had 0.1 and 0.15 and they look like at, they added up to the number of weeks there's 4.3 weeks in a month so you're either counting months or you're counting weeks i counted weeks i put out a video over on gaming kinda saying if we go on counted weeks where will all of this fall where will that put 7.0 um and i was and i was trying to once we got past 0.5 say okay well i don't want a winter release how do we get this back to like spring of 24 or something um, but actually like this pushing out tells me, okay, well, let's go back and redo that math with months and see if that, where that puts 0 0.3, 0 0.4, um, and see if that kicks it out, um, to, to maybe a spring of 24 release for 7.0. We'll see. Um, it's early to call that stuff. The 0.5 and the 0.0 cycles are, are atypical on their own. So they already throw a wrench into this. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's all speculatory, right? It'll be here when it, when it gets here, but I, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's continue uh, on to the summary itself. Uh, like we said, with the uh, late August, we know we're going to get new main scenario and we can kind of see an image here kind of teasing Sid uh, jumping back into the MSQ. Obviously here, Thavnir being a real key component of the story of this mysterious rift thing that we <laughs> don't want to spoil too much. And we can see a wonderful little void scent image here with the, with the hands over the eyes, very creepy. Uh, to see that, in my opinion. Uh, Tataru's grand endeavors are going to continue. Uh, and you said that's actually pretty good because it was overall pretty short. Uh, very short. With the exception of the uh, the Omega quest line being kind of more substantial. But anybody that couldn't find those, remember that those are standard exclamation points. They were not marked. And that does tell me that at this point, with the amount of side content in this game, just as a side thing, I think that having the main story and the plus sign is great. I think we need another tier in between the plus sign and the regular exclamation point for things that are still substantial, things that trigger chains, things like Tataru, but also things like the little mini troll in Labyrinthos. That was a substantially bigger quest line than the rest of them. So mm -hmm. um, just as a piece of feedback dropped in a live letter here. Now, we do know that in terms of like quests that are continuing and things that kind of caught you off guard because you're... Chris is still playing through the story. He just finished ARRs going through uh, the expanded, uh, like you're up to 2.4, correct? 2.5 and coils will be starting July 5th, um, lore week on, on Twitch. And, uh, and then it'll be, I'll be in yeah. Heavensward in August. Um, and I said like, well, we may have to see, but now I have plenty of time in August. So we'll do Heavensward in August. And so I'll be clear going into 6.2 and that's, Heavensward. Yeah, and that's why when Chris saw this image, he did not know who uh, this individual was. But in terms of that, for uh, continuing Tatatu's, uh, Taru's, man, I'm stuttering, a grand endeavor, you're going to have to also complete the Shadow of Mock quest series, which is the, the Alliance Raid series in Heavensward. So if you guys have not done that, you have plenty of time right now, uh, but that quest series is going to be connected into Tataru's uh, grand endeavors uh, that continue on. I'll just be confused because my main cleared Shadow of Mock, I just didn't read any of it. Right, right, exactly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is where, this is, this is, I'm, uh, in and of itself, I really am happy. Like, overall, from our community uh, that, that follows us here on YouTube and Twitch, very positive about what we're about to talk about. Um, if you have a few other than this, just note that overall, overwhelming feedback on what we're about to share 
is positive. So we've only been hearing as a positive. So there, I'm, I'm just preparing because I know there'll probably be people who might be kind of confused and disappointed by the expansion of the relic system. And that is essentially going to be tied into further Hildebrand adventures in 6.25. Chris, what are you thinking about that? That's what we so believe far? that is. That it's the, the weapon enhancement quest that's going to upgrade over the patch that that says relic they didn't call it relic but that's what that says and the reason i'm correcting myself is because like i have i thought criterion dungeons was deep dungeon and then they said that we're also getting deep dungeon and then they called these variant dungeons it's like oh they renamed criterion dungeons like they changed calling card to adventure plates and they're like no criterion dungeons is still yet one more thing so that that sounds like the new relic these manderville weapons that is a massive departure from eureka and bosja mm -hmm. um which i thought they really liked that content but i will say like that content continues to live on and with data center visit it will live on that much better um so maybe it is time for something new and different um it's a big departure i i think it, it that sounds much more intimate but maybe it's not maybe it's still exploratory and maybe it's still large group but being quest centric um, as opposed to Baj, if it felt like it, like there was a narrative element, but it didn't feel quest centric to me. It yeah. felt multiplayer centric. Yeah, absolutely. And this, I, I don't know if there's going to be that multiplayer centric, but the fact that you're pointing it out in terms of quest centric, what, what does that mean? Like we, like know. obviously in the execution of it, it's going to be interesting to see. It will have upgrades obviously going throughout uh, the, the 6.2. And essentially it's like from the screenshots, you have the, uh, the weaponsmith and the goldsmith coming together to create these Manderville and looks like relic. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks... just doesn't sound like relic, right? Yeah. looks like relic, smells like relic, but it doesn't sound like relic. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, and then in all fairness, then when we look at the last two, there've been people who frustrated at Eureka and Baja for the, the relic piece of it. And I think that with the Boja system, for the most part, they actually did it better because they gave you more options and pathways. Uh, this seems to be maybe more returning to what ARR was, which ARR was more more quest centric in terms of its upgrade path that took you into the Chimera and that took you into Hydra. And, you know, like there were these fights and these kind of stages that did have long grinds to them. So it's very possible that I, it's going to be interesting to see because this in my mind has always been Think that of the Hilly Dungeons and Trials that maybe people haven't done. Yeah. If we have to go grind those, right. it could still be that multiplayer grind fest that some people enjoy. The uh, When it comes down to it, like the, the thought that I have in this aspect, though, is that the original draw, like I, I know people love the comedy. I've enjoyed the comedy of Hilly, but my original motivation was for the trials back in ARR. Sure. And then when Heavensward really didn't introduce that, I was like, oh, I'll get to it later. It became a I'll get to it later kind of event. To, I eventually went and finished the Heaven's Word, uh, you know, uh, Hildy stuff. Really enjoyed it. Like, funny. It was really good. But it was content that I slotted in when I wasn't omni, you know, leveling. And I wasn't doing all these other things. So it ended up taking a back seat. This, in my mind, because I did my first relic within uh, Shadowbringers, uh, actually completed my first relic. That was the first time I've ever done it. Because I always just kind of dipped out of that content. This does bring Hildy back up to the forefront, which was always on the plate, but it was always to, to do later. But now this is like, oh, maybe in July I'm going to finish the, I'm going to do the, the Stormblood uh, Hildy. And then I'll do, uh, I'll do what, you know, what just recently came out in the last patch. And so I was like, cool, there is now more motivation and more incentive for me to do so. Now we knew that there was going to be, the Loperates were going to be a Beast Tribe um, from back in, but, but 
that was only two, Arxadar plus Lopreets. So I think a lot of people naturally assumed that Lopreets would be crafting or gathering. Um, we now have our next tribal quests coming. Um, remember that this is the live letter for all of 6-2. So that's going to be 6-2 all the way to 6-3. So um, we're, we're talking about half patch content here, 6-2-5, which is kind of that closer to that kind of September, maybe even October timeframe. We don't have a patch time on this. Um, and that is the Omicrons, which will be our gathering beast tribe, which I think is really unexpected for the Omicrons. They just don't seem like um, gatherers. Putting down their weapons of so war, and, I, they're, and, and they're going to start what? trying to cultivate. You know, like that's it's like interesting. It's, there's a good, there's a theme here. There's a, there could be a really good theme story because they haven't known what to do, and it's like instead of attacking, what if we start focusing on, you know, building in this regard? I, I do want to say that, um, you know. Chat here has noted, you can do New Game Plus for Hildy. So anybody that is caught up on Hildy but now wants to be invested in it, that is in New Game Plus. Um, so that is part of that. So thank you for confirming that, lady. Also, while dropping a Prime sub over here on Twitch for now 38 months of support. Absolutely incredible. Wow, incredible. All right, new MSQ Dungeon. This is, again, that ties right into the, the heat map of, yeah, MSQ Dungeon, that's great. Oh, but we have variant and criterion dungeons that actually has me even more excited. And we get some beautiful imagery. Uh, chat while watching this live with this giant castle in the uh, void or the world. Who knows? Like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, while they're like, oh, that looks like my house. And so we're all kind of just like, you know, she was like kind of laughing about that uh, in and of itself. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. Because that's where the devs have to live these that's days. That's where they, or uh, the jail. They, they commute the, to work from there. GM jail. That's where, that's where they go uh, in that regards. Uh, they did not reveal what the new trial will be. And this is kind of blanked out. But we obviously have talked to, you know, like in theory and assumptions about where we think the story might go. Lots of ties to Final Fantasy 4. So if you guys have not been following, if you have not played Final Fantasy 4, uh, I love how integrated it is uh, with that. In fact, actually, one of the things I want to do is just a, as an adult, now that I got my Steam Deck, is I do want to play through Final Fantasy 4 again. Because the last time I did it, I don't think my voice sounded like this. Like, <laughs> I think that's when I would answer the phone and people would say, well, hello, ma'am. <laughs> you know, it's like when I was a kid. So it's like, it's been a long time. I'd like to see how, if it has an impact on me as a, as an adult uh, nowadays. Now it is, it is the even numbered patch. So it is time to go back into our raid series, Pandemonium, this uh, pandemonium, this will be at Abyssos um, and Abyssos Savage. But I do want to note that Savage here this time for the first time, um, that is not tied to an expansion. Uh, unlike previous point twos, this is going to be delayed from the patch release. So we're probably looking at a 6.21. Um, it is not the full two weeks that we expect from things like ultimates and all that. Um, and savages that drop with the expansion. It is one week, one lockout, but this is a beta test of kind of the feedback around this. So they will be looking for, do we like this? Do we not like this? Um, but just being aware that like, there are a lot of people that like to have that very fresh savage experience and be in the, there with the community. That's not an expert at it, but they also want to enjoy all of this story and all that. And they don't, those really conflict in point two and point four. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, big, big change. Yeah, it's pretty massive. Um, and so then as we go in past pandemonium, um, here's, here's something that also, again, I, I think generally our chat's very positive on that one week. That's what I said. Yeah. I know. I was just saying, like, the the one week in and of itself is that a beta, it's going to be something that it's just like, it's just for me. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, I was like, that makes sense, right? Because it was it does having this entire time. It's like, they've been just like, it's always seemed delayed, except for then two times during the, uh, the expansion cycle. 
My brain. People have been away from the game, listen. and you're forgetting this is end of August is the now estimated patch date, and so you're looking for one week after that. So you're looking, um, you're looking at maybe that last Tuesday in August seventh dropping, maybe even uh, beginning of September, um, since we don't have a patch date yet. Historically, yeah. the second live letter um, is about two weeks out. They didn't tell us the second live letter date, and so we don't have a patch date. We don't even have a speculatory patch date. Um, it's all just guessing at this point. That's going to be something like, uh, and, and, and forgive me if you ended up talking about it, like I'm, I'm listening and then at the same time, I'm also watching chat, um, is that in terms of the gear tone progression and mm -hmm. how like everybody gets prepared for it, it's just, I think it's going to be fat. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Like right now, I don't have the data and I'm just kind of curious to see like at the mid-September, end of September, like, is it going to be like, oh yeah, that, that's very healthy because the content's in the game. I, I just haven't seen anybody who's, frustrated by that yet and so i'm just generally curious to see if we see anybody kick in new tome's called causality by the way i think that it gets a slide in here causality um so unreal trials guys that we took the 0.0 off but every patch we're supposed to get a trial an old trial that's been scaled up to current level um and then you get to do it for rewards from the little fox there um in in idleshire idleshire uh faux hollows and so uh that's the unreal we are in ultima right now and in 6.2 we're going to be swapping that for a little little Sephiroth. Oh, yeah. uh, so should be a good time for anybody that engages in that content. Um, I've historically just focused on leveling content uh, up until now. So now that I'm Omni 90, maybe Unreal is just something I get to make a little more time for. Yeah. Um, job adjustments. They uh, remember we used to get job adjustments in point one of the live letter or part one of the live letter. Then they moved it to point two. Now they moved to patch notes. So this is no different. So, you know, no big deal, but we thought we were getting big Dragoon and Astro changes and or Astro changes this patch, and those have been postponed. They're just not ready. They looked at it, and what they want to do is a little more extensive than that, um, but there will be some PvE and PvP adjustments, uh, but those will be in written form. Those will probably, I would assume, be when the servers kind of go offline, that typical, like, you know, that 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 overnight uh, going into the patch. Absolutely. Uh, and then... Uh... Outside of that, let's see here. <laughs> More details uh, are going to be uh, coming in part two as it relates to critical and direct hit adjustments. Um, so, like, this is, seems very vague. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to personally feel about it. I think ultimately, hopefully, it's a good one. But I think no matter what, like, sometimes when they have this vagueness of these adjustments, they did confirm like they have delayed or postponed the overall massive adjustments that are going to be making to Astro and dragoon but they also said it in regards to pvp and pve so i just start to wonder like you know it so would... go ahead it's it's something i actually heard xenos talking about a little bit on his stream the other day how like there are skills that guarantee a crit or direct hit buffs mm -hmm. that increase it seem useless and he talked about that i was listening to him i was watching mm -hmm. him ray the other day and he said like if all hits are crits then no hits are crits and so it takes away that feeling of, of that big, oh my God, massive moment. You don't want to play just an RNG simulator, but like there is something nice about these big, big moments. Um, and it kind of takes away from that. So they said they will implement those those adjustments, but they're, they're not going to talk about it until the next live letter. Um, so we'll see what that ends up being. But let's talk about PvP. All right. So PvP updates series two begins with patch 6.2. Uh, again, series and seasons are a little bit different. Uh, season three of Crystalline Conflict will begin. Uh, season two will actually begin uh, Tuesday, July 5th uh, with a release of 6.18. So that gives you roughly, I think, again, you start to think about six to eight weeks ish from uh, from uh, this uh, July 5th. Uh, Rival Wings is going to return. And I'm actually really excited about that, especially with the PvP adjustments. 
Um, no updates that they talked about with front lines. I would personally like to see some work done on the frontline system with all the changes they've made uh, with Crystal Line, but it's exciting to see that Rival Wings is going to make a return. That's going to be interesting content to see how it feels with the fact that we've got these like frontlines feels great outside of the modes, etc. I think uh, with Rival Wings having that make a return, I hope that it returns with what they've done with Crystal Line, where you have the different maps and you have just you have one mode. You don't have to have this mode on this map and this mode on that map, etc. But uh, do you have any thoughts that you want to share regarding any kind of these PvP updates? No, I mean, they said Revelings would come back in 6-2, so I think that's good. And if Frontlines needs an adjustment, maybe that's something that, you know, let's not move Let's not move as many parts as possible. Let's let Revelings settle in. Um, and then and then if Frontlines needs adjustments, it does. I, I find Frontlines really chaos right now, so I actually find a lot of that fun. But I'm also somebody that, like, I don't really care that much if I win or lose. Because there's three, I don't expect to even win half my matches. So I kind of just let that go. And uh, this week I was just, uh, I was going on a bard hunt. So I was just hunting bards. And so like, there's something fun about, and I'm sure people there are like, well, I don't want you on my team. If you're just going to be like picking weird crap to do in there. Um, but I'm having a good time. So for those of you that have been seeing them go back and make the new player experience a little bit easier. So they're not these DPS queues when they get to these dungeons, it's time for the main scenario quest, um, to continue adding that trust style system to four mans. Remember, they are pacing this out so that by 6.5, that will have support all the way through Endwalker for four-man content. And then mm -hmm. in 7.0, they'll talk about, can we add it for eight-man content? Can we add it for Crystal Tower so that all MSQ is clearable? Um, this is going to bring us into Snowcloak, Keeper Lake, Samal, Area, and the Vault, um, which I, I, I thought the original roadmap sounded like they were actually going to aim to be a little bit further. This puts a lot of pressure on 6.3 that said it was basically going to clean up whatever they didn't get to in 6.2 from Heaven's Word. Um, but there's a lot more dungeons after this. So, <laughs> but that's okay. They left 6.4 and 6.5 for Stormblood. Mm -hmm. So maybe it just slides into that. So I don't think they have to be off pace yet. Um, it just might end up moving things just a touch as they kind of do this. If 6.2 is an enormous patch. So I'm yeah. sure they're just doing what they can right well because also from a timing perspective we do know we're getting uh more criterion and variant dungeons but they are taking six three off from that they did say six four and six five for right. more of those so there is a gap in terms of like okay in that piece of content we're going to get another big old and they're revisiting some of these dungeons so maybe that's yeah. just maybe that's just kind of taxing a little bit to those dungeon teams um because like if any of you that haven't had a chance to go back and run the new total rock or anything like that um, some of these dungeons have really been cleaned up. And actually, they not only cleaned up the ones that got put into duty support, but I believe Dazmel Darkhold got some minor changes. Um, and it's an optional dungeon. So yeah. um, it didn't change our mail, but like they changed some of them. So that's that's really neat. Uh, and showing this off is massive speculation because yeah. in ARR, we're just running with generic like squadron style NPCs. It's the same set all the way through ARR. Um, and they slowly evolve, but they're unnamed. They're just like mm -hmm. generic person, generic Lollafell caster or whatever. And so now These... what they're showing is that it looks like that the NPCs for Heaven's Word and those dungeons are going to be maybe our, our you know, our friends. Like we've got Astinian, we've got uh, we got Lady Iceheart, we got like it's like we, Alice A, yeah, yeah, not Alice A in this case, she's not here yet. Uh, Alphano. Uh, you know, so it's like if that ends up being that absolute case, I think that's great. I think that's thrilling. And that tells me then if they go that route, the Stormblood ones will also take on that because you were we were traveling with them uh, heavily through that. And I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be excellent to see. I'll be clearing Heavensward for my first time in August on the lore week. So if anybody wants to uh, re-experience Heavensward with me, feel free to come hang out on, on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, so 
With this, we are also looking at making Steps of Faith a new solo quest battle. I think um, having gotten this in roulette several times, like I find that a really positive change, like Cape Westwind. I mean, there is like a rip aspect of it, but um, I think overall it's a better change for the, the strength of the game. Um, and then they're going to revamp Thorn March because they're saying that you know, for a new player that hits that as their very first eight man, that's not that's not ideal. Um, I actually didn't find that that problematic so i don't know where that feedback's coming from but uh maybe as they revamp it you know i would love to see thorn march come back as an ultimate i know you've been he, i've uh, been harping we're on gonna be years. on this campaign it's gonna be the work to be game campaign they want brian wants uh final fantasy 14 on xbox and chris wants an ultimate just, thorn march because trial. just imagine the bonus phase being limited jobs just imagine that blue mage coming out and just wrecking your faces yeah, absolutely. All right. As we continue on, guys, thank you for hitting that like button. We got 67 likes on the summary live. We'll also be doing it as a like reminder if you're enjoying this highlight over on Work to Game. A variant Dungeons has my uh, heart pumping and my I'm just so thrilled for this. Breaking it down in terms of the summary, variable yeah. difficulty dungeons previously introduced as criterion, which so it sounds like it's criterion. Yeah, we're like, oh, they, they, oh, they it's named criterion. it variant. criterion. Easy mistake. Easy mistake. Easy. Rookie mistake. Rook. We'll get to criterion. Yeah. Also, this go Rikori, if you haven't followed uh, her, be sure to do so. Uh, level 90 casual play for one to four players. Four player party when matched. Uh, no role restrictions. You can change your job at any time. Also, I know we'll cover this in a second. But you can repair. You can request repairs. That's coming. I'm so thrilled by that. Uh, enemy strength determined by party size. That's excellent. Route of progression branches based off of player action. So all of a sudden I start thinking of like, you know, the, the treasure map dungeons and you kind of like pick one or the other. Who knows if that's going to be as simple or if it's going to be more complex. Personally, can't wait to see that go hands on with it. As we scroll more into uh, continuing information, uh, the first variant dungeon, a Sildil Subterrain. So this is going to be tied into Ulda, Sister City, Sildil. Uh, explore the depths alongside a certain someone. We can theorize on who that someone might be. And experience a different story depending on your chosen path. What do you think, Chris? You have to do multiple playthroughs. So um, I'm excited about this. Um, as, a, as a community that doesn't always get choice or agency, um, the game is all about, like, everybody gets to complete everything i think there's this idea of like finding a way to add choice into the game is something that the game hasn't done a lot of um especially narratively so i look forward to kind of seeing what this is um yeah but that's let's see let's see what it is um, they did show off this sildian screenshot they said there's gonna be a lot of great little places to explore and get great great screenshots so this is this is the casual version this is come in experience narrative get some cool screenshots you know, some replay. Uh, you can do it through four player and all that. But now, now <laughs> this is Criterion. Now Criterion okay? exists. Now Criterion. Now this 6. is built 25. off of the same framework. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is built off that same framework. So it's the same location. We're tossing the narrative. We're tossing the NPC in the trash. No time for that. It is time for high difficulty content. This is kind of our the savage dungeons is this extreme is this mythic plus is this fractals all of those terms come to mind here is this final fantasy's version at small man difficult content which has been asked for in like every media tour as far back as i can remember absolutely and so that's 6.25 just to clarify criterion variant is looks like 6.2 6.25 this is uh this is where this gets added and oh man okay we got a lot of stuff uh obviously for four player parties uh, party must uh, compromise of one type healer and two TBS standard makeup. 
visually similar to variant dungeons but overall structure enemy strength is entirely different route is predetermined no npcs are going to accompany you so now it's a dungeon standard right. dungeon still in the same place still sildene uh subterrain parties of fewer than four players are supplemented via fa uh, matchmaking so you're always going to have your full party. So it's a standard dungeon. Normal methods of resurrection, however, are prohibited. Get out of here. Each player is going to be granted a limited number of revival actions. So it doesn't matter what classes you bring. There is no comp here that's going to be resurrected to base. Every party is going to come with a standard number of reses. So this starts to feel a little more, uh, a, a little different. This starts to say, you know, you want to come on a black mage instead of a red mage it's the same effect. Um, so that utility portion has shifted to a more, I guess, like lost action or palmander type method. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now from here, this is where it gets really exciting. Um, defeated enemies do not re re uh, revive after the party KO. And if we keep going, there we go. Savage. I, I misclicked <laughs> savage dungeon savage like dark lander supporting us for 57 months preformed parties of four still the same matching will now be unavailable so think like drs uh and all methods of resurrection are prohibited none and all defeated enemies will revive after the ko so kind of like ultimate start over and if the enemies are not defeated within the time limit you probably just weren't being challenged enough because now the enemies are going to get the echo. The enemies are getting stronger because you took too long. Yeah. So this is getting harder. Um, really excited to watch this, maybe take part in this. This is, this is really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Without um, the, uh, without the, uh, the Omni 90 going on, like this is just like, yeah, what, what do you want to invest your time in and, and really try to achieve? I think this is something that I've been personally like I said, I, I've been looking for something like this. I like dungeons. I like the raids and the, uh, when they were sure. kind of more dungeon-y. And then since they become more trial-based, I'm always kind of like, I, I want to to go and, and to kill and and to explore. And hopefully it gets even harder. And who knows what kind of you know feedback in this. And you, you said this. This is what you said while we were live reacting is like, spare no expense. And it's like, now all of a sudden, like, are we starting to see that Square Enix investment in this? Because... The longest time it's like we went from three to two to one and a half to one and the dungeons themselves were like yeah they're nice you As do my active hand. player base and total players went up yeah and then it's like okay so what's going on and now this all of a sudden it's like this is what i i think i've this is what i believe i've been personally hungry for um but when we put out the poll you know criterion dungeons all that people are excited about it but now we actually start to get into island sanctuary a key component to the game itself so let's go yep. ahead and talk about Island Sanctuary as its own topic, as its own highlight over here on work to game Be sure to like and subscribe if you guys haven't already. Uh, you can also... Uh, First follow. half of the live letter felt yeah. like it kept getting harder and harder in difficulty. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, a little bit of MSQ. Maybe your first step to your relic. Maybe some dungeons that you have to replay to get it all. Maybe some savage. Like, it felt like it was scaling. And so people were like, wow, this really feels savage heavy. They're getting savage raids. And then at the half patch, they're getting savage dungeons. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is oh. time for Island Sanctuary. Let's, um, let's, let's simmer yeah. into a now, system. Previously, they told us a lot of things it wasn't. Right. And they've been super vague. And he said, I don't really want to go over it until it's kind of finalized. And I can put up slides and preferably gameplay. Gameplay will be in part two of the live letter. Um, and so today's all going to be slides. Everybody's going to get their own personal island. Everybody's going to be there. This is casual solo gameplay. You're going to be gathering materials, caring for creatures, building facilities, crafts, and more. 
doesn't really have to do with the hand and land, though. This is going to be its own progression system all on its own. It is massive. Now, this is not adult content. This is the amount of Island Sanctuary that has yet to release. So they're going to show us that little section down there, and they're going to be releasing more in future patches. And um, what, what and was really... sense of scale... Size of Rogadin, that little that, dot. That, that little <laughs> dot right there, size of Rogadin. Just in case you were like, hmm. What's going uh, on? How, how big is that? So we'll be gathering materials from nature, but those are going to be island-specific in a separate inventory, uh, and then we'll be crafting tools from those gathered materials, and that will help us harvest those new resources more effectively. Yes, and so it, in a way, it starts to sound more Minecraftian than anything else as you uh, grow crops, you plant and cultivate seeds that you find on your island. This is different from the estate system of growing crops, and you can also keep an eye out for rare coloring and unique critters, and which then starts making me wonder, like, you know, it's kind of the Final Fantasy XIV version of shinies and some kind of... Sh like, this just seems like there's going to be a lot of play space for content creators. Like, I think of Moody Moomba and her, like, really chill and relaxed streams. All of a sudden, it's like we're all hanging out on the island. Because the good news is you can also invite Lato's people. going to have some minion he can't get. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be delightful. So now we have our base of operations. Yeah, go ahead. We're, We're going to go. customize its appearance and further tools for development. Now, in the previous live letters, he said this was not housing. So it sounded more like um, kind of you can change the way the buildings look in Farmville. It sounded closer to that. Um, he said this is not, you know, Animal Crossing. This is not. So the, it, we'll see. But it doesn't sound like it's housing. I would love to see them tie in ways to grow Thavnerian onions, to use at least outdoor furnishings, because at least then your free company room and apartments can get you the indoor furnishings. It's not perfect, but it gets closer to mimicking. And then because we can check in, maybe that replaces what people want from things like airships and submarines. So maybe we can slowly take some, some pressure off. But the fact that this is instanced also means technologically, we, we have made a huge leap forward in the game, whether or not this is housing. This is a required step to get to housing if they're mm -hmm. if they're ever going to add instance housing. Um, now this says release the minions. Your release favorite them. minions may wander freely within your base. I have no idea what that means. Like like it, yeah. just wild speculation just jumps to mind. Um, the special currency is going to be getting you all sorts of rewards and stuff. Um, so I assume Sorry, mounts, minions, things like that would which would be there, uh, and you'll be able to invite friends. Um, to, to come visit and then be able to yeah. travel to your friends or free company members. So the, the visiting aspect, um, originally there was kind of some concern, will this be something we can, can't visit? The mm -hmm. advantage of something you can't visit is historically things like glamour dressers and all that have been limited um, because you can't have a glamour dresser in a space where there's like multiple people changing glamours because it like breaks the way the system's built. But, you know, pros and cons to everything. So it'll be nice to be able to visit and we will be getting to see this in part two. Now they said this is not Minecraft. They said this is not. So all the things we're comparing it to, that's just kind of a frame of reference. They're still trying to say like, this is not a full title. This is a side content. I set my expectations at Dome and Enclave, hoping to be surprised. This is way beyond that, but this is not a full featured game. This is a piece of Final Fantasy 14 to be extended over future patches. Yeah, very um, casual. I think it's still huge. It, seems very, it could be very cozy. I can't wait to see ultimately how it plays out, which we will get more details and we'll get in game some in-game stuff of that during part two. So, you know, if you guys are, it's July 1st, so not that much longer. Like it, it's right. not that much longer until we actually start seeing all that uh, detail, um, you know, being uh, poured out. So I, I'm very more, I'm Garrison's. way more positive about Island Sanctuary than I was. And my only concern going into it was that it wouldn't be anything that could live up to the expectations that people have built. But for me, at least setting kind of expectations low, 
I, I honestly feel like I, I can't wait to experience this. And this could be something uh, very, very uh, decent, very good. Uh, we do know, though, that Island Sanctuary is coming in 6.25. So they did confirm that for Island Sanctuary's release timing, which I think is is fair. I think that that it seems like a 0.5 piece of content, which would put you theoretically around the November time frame. If you guys are thinking time yeah. frame wise, when are you going to be able to go onto your island? Um, right as it starts to get cold in the northern hemisphere, uh, you can go visit a tropical island and, and, and enjoy that uh, that experience. Do you have any thoughts before we move on on for Island Sanctuary itself? It sounds like an answer to WoW Garrisons. Um, they do sound like they want to support this over many expansions, so it's going to be inherently different than like a single expansion feature from WoW. Um, but it, it sounds a lot like um, that's the biggest parallel within MMOs to this. But it'll be their version, so it's 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 WoW Garrisons, just like Ultimate is WoW Mythic. They are mm -hmm. wildly different systems that exist within games that you know but just as far as like a point of reference the ability to like build structures that are unique unlock mounts and minions progress it but like wow garrisons didn't grow mm -hmm. and they died with the end of warlords of draenor so i think there's there's a lot there's already some distinct advantages over that that's just the natural point of comparison that i jump to um having experienced several other games version of this now it's time to talk about adventure plates so this um, is this transitioning is that was in beta yeah so Venture Plates, uh, for those of you who have not been following along, are amazing. They are some of the coolest features. Uh, they are going to be transitioning from beta to official release. That means all the Venture Plates that are existing now are going to be wiped out. So I would, if you're Adventure Plating up to 6.2, note that that work, uh, you know, is just more going to be experimental because they have learned things about the Adventure Plates and the system and how confusing and how they decide they wanted to set it up. So they're going to kind of go over that here for us now. So in terms of it, this is kind of essentially how it had these branching paths, multiple portraits could go to the plate, could go to the portrait, could go to gear sets. And so they found that this to be a little bit more confusing. You and I've run into that. I know that uh, some massive creator, like I love the adventure plates and they did confirm that it's going to be brought into more content uh, sure. and, and specifically Dome and Mahjong here, uh, with 6.2 but they want to bring it into dungeons they want to do all these things with it i think that's going to be really really thrilling do you have anything you want to add on to that piece before we actually cover this piece no i i think this is good i think what it's going to do now instead is you're going to have um the portrait directly tied to it so you're never going to like equip the gear set and then wonder why the portrait didn't update um but they already is there is going to be a copy paste as well so if you get um a portrait just the way you want it you'll be able to copy paste the like camera settings and all that um, so it seems like you'll be able to kind of duplicate that over. Um, I think of like kind of linking linking a uh, a glamour plate, for example. And so I, I find that you know it's easier. It, it manages much closer to the way the gear set list works now, which I think is a system we're all familiar with and has been refined over a lot of iteration to this point. So um, I, I think this is really positive because sometimes I, I did try engaging in this system. It's not I, cosmetics aren't my thing. I don't get super involved in in glamour or G pose, but I did try it. And then like I went into crystalline conflict and then my plate didn't update. And I was like, I don't, did I, did I, did I miss it? Did I do it wrong? Uh, <laughs> and this should help catch people like me that can't quite figure this out. Um, so I think that'll be a big improvement. Um, so, but that does mean, unfortunately, the, the previous plates do have to be deleted. Uh, and so we will be seeing that and then you'll be able to edit these and um, that'll have to wait for six two. remember six two end of august mm -hmm. so kind of looking at that roughly that 23rd time frame i think i really like that they, they're having the, the gear set drop down from the adventure play because that's going to make it so much for me cleaner and the fact that you have the copy paste feature is going to be i think it's going to end up saving me all kinds of times 
that there was like, I would always kind of be confused because it's like, oh, you know, and so ultimately I think it was really good. They baited it out uh, and then essentially having it full release and brought into more content is going to be uh, really exciting to see. Uh, I already confirmed that they are doing Doom and Mahjong. Um, They'll add new animations like Limit Break and stuff. So it's going to be like G-Pose mm -hmm. where it just keeps growing. Where Yoshi says, I feel like we're building Photoshop in game. Um, <laughs> it'll keep it'll keep growing like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. more decorative features. Like they're just continuing to expand it. Um, this is where we got the causality. So Chris, mm -hmm. we jumped in on that a little bit early. We both kind of, I first read that as casually. I was like, there's no way. There is no way they're going to just name these tomes casually. Uh, causality, that is the new tombstone. Uh, that is going to be what you get, what we chase after for 6.2 and six to 6.4. And then in 6.4, we'll get the new tombstone that kind of rounds off the uh the uh the expansion so note that if you don't feel like you want to grind out for the next six uh, to eight months uh you don't because uh the, the expansion is going to come and, and make it easier but they are going to be updating the display of your actions and give you the option of how you want to view it if you want to view it traditionally or if you want to see it in terms of its combo actions and upgrades so i think i saw this and all of a sudden i was like Oh, I wish that they would just turn that into a, a like one like I could sit here and build out combos. Like I've been wanting to be able to build out combo macros. That's one of the things. That's one of the nice things I always enjoyed about WoW is I could write macros that say if I change my target, then start. This is like on target change. I want that. You know, I could build out those kind of buttons in there, and I've always kind of wished that I had that, especially as a controller player uh in this game i was like oh my gosh give me <laughs> like give me give me give me give me especially as it's gone to 90 and I, I see that as a potential for the future so when i first saw this i was like no way they're doing it but um maybe that's going to be for the future i'm still going to advocate for that i know people don't want that but i do <laughs> um let's jump into some miscellaneous so um obviously with new crafted sets it's time to add some new craft uh gathering materials uh, the ethereal reductions and all that um, back in the roadmap, you guys remember they said they were going to uh, double the size of the Glamour Dresser. Time for that to happen. Um, and then they're making some some small adjustments to the Return of Ivalice quests. Um, because, and and due to that, uh, the make, making uh, the Bacon Bread and the Walk On By are going to become unavailable. Um, that happens. Just like when they added Flying to ARR, they had to go back and remove the quest that told you what flying was in heaven's word because like we were already gonna know so like you know sometimes just changes to the game just mean these little side quests that are meant to kind of help explain or add flavor they don't really make sense anymore uh and so they kind of pull those out it, it's not flawless there are still times that it references you doing something that you're like that's not how that works anymore um but you know trying to keep an aging game up to date uh then the primals concert for any of you that missed it uh, back then, you'll be able to purchase that now. If you purchase it, you will get the bonus items um, as if you had attended that or attended the digital. Uh, so you will get those two in-game orchestron scrolls. Uh, so any of you that want to relive that Primal's experience um, or live it for the first time for you, that's your chance. Any of you that want to send in pictures of your left ear, 20% off on, the, on that. So um, for people that like the immersive gameplay, I hear it's really great with great headphones. I I haven't tried it. I haven't, uh, I ha and I haven't even noticed. Somebody said I need to adjust the music to camera character position or something like that, or maybe I need to take another picture of my ear. I don't know. I I'm just like, I bought it. it with the beanie on. I did like, not. I just sent it with the that's beanie That's not even <laughs> ears. <laughs> so, uh. we, we, our AI cannot determine it. They have a uh, TV show that's going to be uh, airing on July 9th, Saturday, uh, and that's going to be happening, obviously, in Japan. So more uh, more media, more connections into Final Fantasy XIV's world. Um food that makes you look that makes it hungry obviously we're, we're filming this around right around breakfast time so more aorzian cafe limited time stuff opening up and uh 
Kotoko, uh, and, and I can't pronounce things. I'm not going to even try. I'm, people are going to be mad at me. <laughs> That's not how you say that, Brian. Um, and then... Uh, What's Lemon's channel name? Why is her name? Why is it coming? Why is it drawing a blank to me? Um, just as a shout out, if anybody wants to see Final Fantasy food. Um, Eorzean... I don't know. Drawing a blank. I don't know. No, that uh, channel. Twitch channel. Somebody will get it. Uh, all right. Now, just as a refresher. Um, they had some network delay and packet loss. Uh, we also had like a server outage this week. Um, so they've addressed that. Japanese data centers, instead of 10, 11, 11, um, they are going to 8, 8, 8, and 8. They waited to do that until data center visit, so it doesn't fragment anything. So the data center visit should help uh, alleviate any of the pain points that happened like when EU went through a data center split. Uh, and then EU was 6 and 6. That doesn't make any sense. There should be 8. Um, Rest free, reborn. Thank you. And uh, so now we're going to 8 and 8. Uh, remember, we have another round of this coming in August, and so that would be when NA maybe gets some love. This is an ongoing process that will transition all the way into, I believe, next year, and so it's, it's a, spare no expense. It's going to take some time. Uh, and then revision to housing word classifications. Uh, free companies got first dibs on the first 12 words. Personals got the last six. Those, of course, sold out immediately. And then now personals are going into that middle six, and free companies, you had your chance. Um, so maybe with future words, in the, just, it, it, we'll see it done this way. Maybe they'll they'll do it differently. Um, but starting on July 10th, uh, the personal wards will, will get a chance to take over anything that the free companies did not claim. So I know on some servers, there's not a lot left. On some servers, there's a lot left. Um, so plan accordingly for the free companies, especially on like Oceanic, where there's just new free companies that can't buy a house yet, but they want to, but they're just not old enough as a free company. Um, remember, the first six wards will still be available for free companies. So hopefully that leaves something intact for you um, and you guys can enjoy that process Guys, they did all of that in like record time. He said it record wasn't that time. this one was too short. It's that all of the previous ones have too been long. too long. Um, so he got that down. It was sub two hours, I think. Yep. Rapid well, speed. Also because that they didn't, they, you know, as we build before the next expansion, it's all in Japanese. And so it's like, you're not having to like, oh, here's the Japanese English. and here's the English and here's the Japanese and then here's the English. And it's that we still have people live translating anyway. And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we're good. Let's I do go. I want to stop and say thank you um, to the uh, Reddit community for translating this in the Discord. A link to that Discord will be in the description below. Um, they asked that uh, people start including those links so that people can go over there. Um, we, of course, always recommend that if you want to cover any of these events, um, if you want to go read any of this, they do a great job translating it. They're unofficial, um, but that gives us access to all of yeah. those of us that haven't done Duolingo or, or Rosetta Stone or anything. Yeah, and I would just say, like, in terms of any unofficial translation, it was like, don't, like, there shouldn't be anything that you get upset about. Like, let the devs have any kind of official, like, when it comes to adjustments and things like that, like, it gives you a little context, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, always go hands-on um, before anybody kind of decides to get uh, frustrated. Now, I'd like to translate uh, transition us into a discussion I've seen some people in chat having over while we've been doing this, the summary while we've been doing uh, even the live stream, and it's the solo nature of content and its impact on the community in terms of that, uh, basically the theory. And if I'm, if I'm misrepresenting it, you know, and they're still here, they can let me know in, in the comments, but, uh, is that with the fact that you have like this extreme hard end content, and then you also have dungeons becoming more and more solo, you end up, don't have a reasoning for people to mingle. You don't have a reasoning for the hard, like the, the, the best players to actually end up getting matched with some of like, I guess, more casuals to help bridge that gap and thus turning Final Fantasy 14 more into a, a solo based experience overall. Um, 
so that's essentially what uh, the theory that's being presented. And it's a theory that I tend to agree with this looking at Final Fantasy XI with uh, the trusts and how those systems all get connected. I don't see it as a negative, though. I see it as the option to invite people into the multiplayer aspect. But when you look at it from a business perspective, like purely business, if somebody wants to come in and play Final Fantasy XIV as a single player game and wants to pay that subscription for this single player game, everybody wins, you know, like every, everybody wins. They're not, they're not taking anything away from me who wants to play this game in a multiplayer aspect. Are they like that? I don't see that they are, but Chris, you, you want to weigh in on it? I, I think all things are a spectrum. I would love to live in a world where things are black and white, but the older I get, the more I realize the handful of things I feel black and white about are actually just things I haven't stared at long enough to see the gray. Um, because, because it's nice to name this hypothetical example where everything's super clean, but reality is never that thing. There's always more things at play. It's always that I have to balance, you know, my time or my resources or anything like that. So I think when you develop a game, um, you can force people together. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you run into where one group of players' expectations don't meet another. And that discrepancy between their expectations, reality is going to be somewhere in the middle. And the further you are between expectations and reality, the more friction there is. Now, that, that friction in a, in a medium like comedy is delight. It's, it's surprise. It's, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that unexpected result. But that friction in a game where you get off work and you just want to have fun and then somebody comes in and wastes your time or, or pushes you into a situation where you're not comfortable that's not fun. Um, and so that's not great, but everybody's playing together. That's a good thing. And so there's a pro and a con there. Now you can shift the other way where nobody ever has to play together. Nobody ever has, to, you don't have to do Savage Dungeons. You don't have to do Savage Raids. You don't have to do Ultimates. You don't have to do Crafting and Gathering. Now, I don't know if we mentioned it, but like with people now can repair each other's gear, they're mm -hmm. even Ultimate Raiders aren't going to have to, one repairer can do the whole raid. So like when you talk about all that, making it optional, the downside is now we're not inviting people as openly and willingly into all the different content types mm -hmm. because we're not saying, hey, you got it. You know, like like our parents, when you were a kid, they said, you got to take one bite of green beans. If you don't like it, you don't have to finish them, but you have to take one bite. It's not asking you to take that one bite anymore. But the advantage is, should you really be playing part of the game that you don't enjoy? Um, if the devs are looking at average playtime in a particular piece of content, should that be muddied up with people who are just there because it's required? Right. And so I, I think you have to choose. Do you want it all to be optional, but then people risk not trying things? Or do you want it all to be forced, but then people might be doing things they don't enjoy? Yeah. And that's why I've kind of fallen, especially with 14, on its built on player choice so that you as the player and that's where the one the one weakness i see in 14's offering right now is the hybrid of what do you do between one and, and four you know in terms of that dungeon msq and i see this i talked about this as a, as a parent i would play i'd have maddie play this game with me if we could duo a dungeon bring in the trust etc and so as soon as that system kind of comes into play that's something that i can see us doing because at the end of the day like it's an online game i would have to turn off a lot of things i don't want to see chat like sure. in the risk of somebody deciding to be a jerk which in this game is is very rare you find you find that kind of friction and that kind of like animosity on the internet online more than you do in the game the way that 14's you know, chat and reporting systems, please. But I'd rather not have to report anything. I'd rather just avoid it outright. But she's not going to play solo. 
because I'd like to be there with her. Like that, that's essentially kind of a thing that I'd like to have experience. Or, you know, maybe as more kids, as, as my kids get older, eventually we have our own static. Eventually we have our own team. But we're, I'm talking about this as a middling gap. But I also have seen in, in the conversation with, with spouses, people who play together and they're like, yeah, the game kind of has you team up and then break up and then team up and then break up. It's like a high school teeny bop drama, you know, in terms of like how the content's structured. And I'm hoping to see more of that hybrid so that like with the variant dungeons, you know, like all of a sudden it's like, you want to do this as a duo? Not a problem. Let's have some fun. Let's, let's just play around in this space and go ham. And so then as the player, you're not necessarily sitting here being excluded from the vast majority of content. And that's where I see also in terms of like, where I've, I've seen people make the argument that Savage should be clearable, that Ultimate should be clearable by everyone. And I go, that's not the point of them. You know, like not everything's going to be made for you. And that's that's the thing, the strength of the MMO. It, it should offer a wide range of content for everybody. I felt that certain avenues within 14 have been lackluster. And that's where the variant and criterion dungeons, I think, are going to fill in that gap for me. That's not going to be that you're going to have to agree with me on that at all. But there are things that they do. Glamour is not my end game. It never has been. When I see that said, I go... That just doesn't speak to me. Like it just doesn't, it is not the thing that keeps me subscribed. But the things that do are, you know, I, I'm like, this is really good. This could use some work and that's going to go from there. When it comes down to just business and marketing though, like time and time again, no matter how many people are like, I want that dedicated multiplayer forced game. Those players exist. That community exists. That market exists. But that market is not the size that it's going to be financially sustainable in terms of a, you know, studio like Square Enix, a studio like this. This is the, the business thing. My personal hope, though, that I'll keep hoping and got a lot of disappointing news based off of recent interviews with the OCP and disappointing to me, not, you know, I'll cover it here on this channel um, on uh, Final Fantasy GP in the future. But the uh, Final Fantasy 11, I think, would be a perfect pairing for that kind of content. You want that force multiplayer that's this game. It's all under one sub, which they said they're going to look into, but we don't have an ETA on it. I think essentially right. that could be a perfect option for that because the, the, that market exists. That market is just not going to be the size of, you know, solo players. And and if any if uh, if any amount of solo players get converted into kind of a multiplayer Sweet. aspect, I think that's a win. I think that's a win for everybody. We all change over time. I consume games differently. You could check in at each five years over my life and I consume games differently. So thank God I'm not locked in at one of the previous, you know, kind of chapters of my life. You can continue changing. And so with a game like this, it's old enough that there are people who started this game as one type of player and may have changed to a different type of player. Um, and that's okay. And the game still has room for you. So I think that's a good thing. I think Savage is designed, Yoshi P has said, it is designed to be cleared by anyone. But that does not mean it should be clearable by everyone. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Anyone that wants to put in the work and stuff, it is designed to die. It is designed to, to be something that can go down. And for people that just want the mounts, it becomes available in later expansions. Ultimate is that one thing where he says, hey, let's build one thing that we try to like maybe preserve a little bit more. But that is a very small number of fights over the total number of encounters and cosmetics in the game. So I think it's fair. Um, I think that's great. So I, I, I think that they've done a better and better job accommodating more types of players. Sometimes that feels like if you were only interested in a particular portion of the game, that your portion got a little bit smaller. But I mm -hmm. think as we look at patch 6.2, uh, it feels like each individual little wing of the game has gotten a little bit bigger. 
Um, so I am really excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, absolutely. I think overall the future is way, uh, way more, I, I guess, exciting for me as a, as a longtime player of this game who've, and as, I, as Chris and I've had these conversations, you know, as we've like, Hey, we're just kind of chatting at the end of the day. I'm like, I'm just kind of curious, like what, what investment content is there going to be once I hit Omni 90? And I've, I've proposed like things and systems that I would like to see. Cause I love, I love XP. Like if XP didn't lose value, I think that would be thrilling for me. And maybe at the same time, dangerous to me because maybe that's when I'm not stopping. Maybe I could, uh, Brian, you need to take a break, but oh, but I got to get this XP bonus. Like that's essentially the sum that speaks to me. I I'm very excited to see with this in 6.2 as, as another thing that essentially is, I've just never really been interested in savage as much i've done it i've done it in terms of when i get invited but now i'm excited to see what variants do what how what i can kind of play around with and what kind of fun that they have and i think that's good i think uh and i can't wait to see what's what's next because all of a sudden they announced something and then here they just like doubled it up oh yeah criterion it's variant dungeons okay we got official name oh but now there's criterion dungeons too Oh, and yeah the the, the relic stuff is... was deep dungeon the first time i heard it yeah exactly so and now so... it's now it's not it's not only not Deep Dungeon coming in 6.3, it's also not the only version of Criterion Dungeons. Yeah, so that's something very interesting. Now, I just want to say a shout out to WG, Fredneck Freddy, Redline Gamer, Red Rocket, Dark Wolf, Psycho, and Cordell for supporting this podcast uh, with their membership over here on Final Fantasy GP. I almost said Ginger, JRPG. Well, we're playing around with the name. I'll figure it out. I was like, someone's like, because uh, originally my the name I thought for the channel was Ginger Fantasy, but then I thought I'd just get a wave of like, fall uh you know like uh average yeah. like sometimes google something before you you go with it <laughs> yeah exactly uh, well, yeah. <laughs> i was like okay well it's like because i have like with ginger world for new world it's like okay that kind of works uh you know in that regards but yeah we're uh, playing around with that so thank you guys for that support and making these podcasts uh, possible brings it up uh, makes it go day and date um in audio form so if you guys haven't subscribed to the crystal core radio podcast i hope that you do so but if you're watching this as a highlight, we appreciate the likes and the subscribes here over on work to game as well. Uh, Chris, is there any, uh, anything we want to uh, like wrap up before you say no, and then you go into it? <laughs> no, but one last thing <laughs> is that uh, I did hit Omni 90 this week. And yeah. for me, that's, that opens up a ton of other things that kind of count as experience going and doing sightseeing log descent and all that. So I look forward to doing all that. And next week on um, Twitch, uh, July 5th, we'll be starting uh, 2.5 and finding coils for me. So I'll, I'll be doing all that so that I can get through Heavensward before patch 6.2 in August. Um, and so I am trying to stay ahead of the curve so that by, uh, I think on my current schedule, I get through some version of having played all the story for the first time. And then we actually clear Shadowbringers again and Endwalker again, but with context this time for both of those going into 7.0. Um, so I've been enjoying a lot of that. And then that playthrough is being uploaded over to gaming lore kind of for anybody that wants to kind of see any individual chapters. Um, yeah, it's that's that's my personal shout outs. I've been having a ton of fun. Excellent. Are you uh, are you planning on uh, jumping into uh, uh, are you just going to keep the live stream over on Twitch going for a little bit or are you I'm wrapping up for a bit? Yeah. OK, guys, I put the link to Twitch over in uh, in the comments here. So if you guys haven't and aren't following over on Twitch, Chris, and actually technically I'll be live for just a few minutes. Um, before I go and take this and bundle it up and turn it into the MP3 and into the work to game highlights. So that's what I'm going to do a little bit this morning. And then I might play some new world, but I'm also going to be on the ACG podcast and then a round table. So today is a day of a lot of talking for me. So I need to get some coffee, need to get some water, going to have a good old time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up podcast and this stream itself. So go check out and follow the link. If you guys haven't already, 
appreciate all the lurks especially over on twitch as well but yes for the crystal core radio podcast has been brian and chris thank you so much for tuning in thanks for just being awesome hopefully we'll see you in the next podcast video or live stream or whatever we end up making here on the interwebs we appreciate each and every one of you and we'll see you next time but until then take care